You're listening to a podcast by the BCG Henderson Institute, BCG's Think Tank. In this series, hosted by fellow Dave Young, we'll interview business leaders and explore how companies can build competitive advantage by creating a sustainable world. Now on to our episode. We have here today Pedro, who's the CEO of Eneva, a thermal power producer integrated into gas exploration and production here in Brazil. As you all know, ESG is quickly becoming a hot topic, not only in the energy sector in Brazil, but also more broadly among other companies. We also have here today Dave Young, our global topic leader for total societal impact. Andrew, thanks for, very much. And Pedro, I really want to express our thanks for joining us today and sharing sort of the lessons and learning and challenges of being a, a notable CEO navigating what is a very quickly changing context for business. And maybe as we get started for our listeners today, if you could talk a little bit about how, from your perspective, you see the context changing in Brazil and the way that that changing context is pushing for the ideas of sustainability. Thank you very much, David and Antor, for the opportunity of engaging in such an interesting and crucial topic for any company, not only in Brazil, but also all over the world. I think this is something that good companies should be born with good ESG or sustainability concepts. What we see more and more is a big push from the investor side in how we do business and how we manage the business as we go forward. Investors are educating themselves in terms of what they should push for change within the companies to engage in a more active way. There has been a lot of discussion in how to embed some of these key concepts in valuing projects. There are a lot of embedded costs in doing business from an environmental perspective, from a social perspective. And in our case, we do have assets in a very sensible region within Brazil, which is Amazon. Pedro, the emphasis within the sustainability agenda for Eneva is being very much the same as the business. I'm not sure many people think of these two things as going hand in hand, but it's clear your philosophy is very much to put them together. We should think of ESG as a state of being without actually highlighting the letters by itself or the E, the S, or the G. This is endogenous process, it should be natural within the companies doing the thing right from an environment, social, and governance perspective. The whole agenda brings value for the long term for any company. If we think about Brazil, especially in the case of companies like yours operating in more remote places, we still lack a lot of basic infrastructure. Doesn't this increase the cost of pushing for ESG excellence? It does. But to be honest, I mean, that's a decision you have to make. You have to make sure that you'll be doing the right thing. And there will be some embedded costs in terms of making these decisions. That they might jeopardize the short term, but over the long term, you're making sure that you're heading into the right direction. It's really the way you do business. How do you help the organization start thinking that way? Because I imagine it can be quite different from the way people are trained. How are you? helping the organization to see itself in this bigger paradigm of ESG? There are many ways to drive changes to make sure that uh, we're going to have uh, ESG 
as a state of mind. It's easier to say than to do. The first step is making sure that you have the right KPIs in place and you start measuring and setting targets that are challengeable, but also doable, which means that uh, we should have some maturity within the company. In our case, a very important KPI is related to health and safety, given that we are part of the businesses within the exploration and production business. So the way to sell the concept to say that HSE is part of our state of being, and now we're going to expand that to other fronts, making sure that we're moving the company to the right direction. The other piece is putting the right narrative in place, sustainable business, making sure that people understand what's our product and what's the benefit for society as a whole. That's critical. And making sure that we're thinking about how we're going to permeate our business not in 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years ahead. Pedro, the idea of having a longer business horizon under which to both understand how you're creating value as the corporation and how you have to think about some of these bigger environmental and social forces at work and issues of stakeholders seems to me to really be an important insight. How do you think about getting the stakeholder perspective into the business? How do you bring sort of the voice or the perspective of stakeholders to the table when you're thinking about the direction you'll take in sustainability? For us, this is a learning process. We had the first big step with our sustainability report. We launched our first sustainability report this year. Having a better understanding of the materiality matrix, that was a big step. It was uh, the real first time where we actually had the chance of engaging with different stakeholders and having a more active listening process without being reactive. The key challenge in here is really having a very good active listening process and be seen by the different stakeholders as actively engaging these changes. I like this emphasis on listening intently to the stakeholders without trying to sort of say, no, you don't understand us, right? <laughs> or say, no, I hear you. And so you combine discipline with the stakeholder insight as a way to, as you said, it's a journey. It's going to take time. Pedro, as many, many companies, you have a portfolio with some highly sustainable assets and other assets that are less sustainable. As a leader, how do you think about guiding the change over time toward a portfolio that's even more sustainable? That's a key discussion within the company strategic plan. One of the major statements that we made in the sustainability report is not engaging in new coal assets or projects after the end of the purchasing power agreements we have in place, which go up to 2026 and 27. We believe that gas is the fuel for the transition to a more clean and sustainable energy. We have increased a lot uh, the production generated by more sustainable energy. Make sure that we guarantee the sustainability within the energy matrix in the country. That's not to say that we're not engaging into new technologies and different way of actually doing business. We are putting in place what we call the Never Ventures, which is it's really an incubator of startups, but within the energy sector, thinking outside the box 
in terms of how we do business and how we see business changing over the next 10, 15, 20 years. And being a company of engineers, we don't want to be biased in killing the messenger of new ideas. There is a part of our capital that will be allocated to this on research and development and actually co-investment in some of these projects. Hydrogen, carbon capture storage, and other new technologies. So you're using the sustainability challenge, if you will, to promote both thinking about the portfolio and to drive innovation, including driving new ways to create that innovation with ventures and other things. So it's announcing sort of bold targets, maybe not entirely sure how it's all going to come together, but announcing them and then beginning to drive this innovation to get it to happen. That has to be exciting to the employees to sort of see those pathways to a better company over time. We often talk in our research, a company can only go so far without the commitment by the public and social sector to support and create an enabling environment. The company can't do it all alone. I agree. What we're going to see more and more is private sector companies joining efforts, trying to push for the right regulation for the long term. They are going to be actually charged from society as a whole. And private companies will more and more have to align forces to make sure that they challenge the government by itself on doing the right thing for the society as a whole, for the long term. Aneva is such an interesting company because of the business you're in, but also the stage of this sustainability journey that you're on and the combination of changing the culture, broadening the understanding of sustainability in the business, using it as a way to think about transitions in the portfolio, using it as a way to think about incubating ventures. You've been thinking about this a great deal. If I am a CEO at the beginning of this journey. What would be some of your advice to me? The single and the biggest advice brings down to culture and the whole state of mind. That's really the beginning of doing things right. If you have the right culture and the right people, then you can drive any type of change that you want. So much of this is about a mindset sees it as finding ways to do very good business in very sustainable ways. So thank you very much for the time today and for being on this journey. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. This podcast was part of our series on building competitive advantage in a sustainable world. For more information about this and other research topics, follow the BCG Henderson Institute's research online at bcghendersoninstitute.com and follow our podcast series on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.